You are tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And welcome to the show. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection radio program, live from Conroe, Texas. The program is designed for and features members of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, also the Vintage Park Hispanic Chamber, the Katy Hispanic Chamber, and the Galleria Hispanic Chamber. Did you know that, Jonathan, that we have five different chambers of commerce in one? I did. I did. <laughs> That's the voice of, of Jonathan de Avila. He is our guest today. And uh, as you will hear in a little bit, he, he's really well-versed in media things. He's also well-versed in uh, himself and other things that he's doing. And he'll talk to us a little bit about his life and his takes on success and stuff like that. But first, let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about in the show and um, give you a good idea of why you should listen for the next 45 to 55 minutes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's going on in the chamber. We have all kinds of events this month for the month of, month of July. In general, these are months that are supposed to be slow. We're very busy, and we're, we're growing very quickly also. So I'll tell you about the events. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what it's like to be a high school football coach, what it's like to be in sales, but above all, what it's like to be a successful Hispanic male <clears throat> growing, growing up in this environment, uh, in this uh, politically charged environment of, of Houston, North Houston, and, and how you can still enable success for your family and for yourself in spite of all the things going on. So what, what, uh, what does it take and what can we teach our listeners about Hispanic culture as well? Because people who listen to the show tend to be the folks that are uh, members of our Chamber of Commerce, which is about 250 business owners. Also, uh, folks that happen along because they hear us or see us on Facebook, on YouTube, or any other of, of the outlets that, that this program has. So if you're listening and you have any questions, you can also text me or you can email. Well, you can text me. It's 469-879-7398, 879-7398. And you can give me a text and I can uh, answer any of your questions. So let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit, Jonathan, about what's going on. You have been to our, to our weekly luncheon in Vintage Park. I have. And uh, did you find that uh, beneficial to you as a chamber member? Did you find it interesting? Tell us a little about your view. Yeah, I do. Uh, I enjoy going to the meetings. I think it's a good opportunity for me to get in front of uh, people that come from different backgrounds as far as business um, is concerned. So I've enjoyed it very much. I've gotten to know some of the people there and learn a few things from uh, the different backgrounds that you know, show up that share, you know, it's something that's interesting. We do this, this meeting every Thursday and that part of our chamber is growing very quickly. There's something to repetition. There's something to showing up. Uh, this is something we tell our members all the time that within the success formula to be successful with the chamber of commerce or, or any other group for that matter, number one, you have to invite people to events. You have to be a promoter. That's number one. Number two, you have to show up. So if you don't show up, then, then people lose track of you. And I got to tell you, there's more than a few people selling insurance out there and all kinds of different insurance. I mean, the, the, the distinguishing or determining factor whether or not you sell insurance for, for Liberty Mutual is you. Mm -hmm. You're the one. So if you're not there, you're probably not going to sell. You know. So anyway, 
it's showing up as a big deal. And every Thursday, we have something in Vintage Park. It's at uh, Spring Creek Barbecue from 11.30 to 1 p.m. So uh, if you're not doing too much this Thursday coming up, we invite you to come and have lunch with us, and that'll be great. You'll be able to uh, sit with Jonathan and meet and talk to about 25, about 20, 25 members that show every week consistently. Mm-hmm. On Friday, you've never been to this one. On Friday, we have breakfast in Katy, Katy, Texas. And Katie's one of the fastest growing, well, uh, let me start over. Conroe's the fastest growing city in Texas. I don't know if you knew that. I remember you mentioned that, and I didn't know that before you mentioned it. It's, it's even faster than the Woodlands. The Woodlands seems to be, you know, pretty much sat, saturated a little bit, but Conroe's growing very, very fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the needs uh, of the people in Conroe are just gigantic, you know, just for, for things you do, for things we do, for things everybody has, you know, and, and a big population, a big segment of the population in Conroe is Hispanic. So that's exciting for us because we do events here in Conroe and, and we look forward to them growing faster and faster. But nonetheless, let's go to, to the Friday event. And Friday morning from 8 o'clock to 10 a.m., uh, we're meeting in Katy. And we have about 25 people, same, same amount of people, about 25, 30 people show up every, every uh, Friday. And um, so it's breakfast. It's Cafe Contigo. So you've been to those before. I have. I haven't been to Katy, but I need to, I, I need to make it out. I've even gotten a few messages from some of the people that show up on on Fridays at Cafe Contigo, I'm trying uh, to asking me to show up, so I, I need to make an appearance. Wow! So they're actually calling out and saying, "Hey, man, you need to show up to this thing." Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have fans out there. I have fans. I didn't even know that. So <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go out there and you know shake some hands and meet some people, kiss some babies. Okay, kiss some babies. So so that's a big deal. So so we said this earlier. If you if you want to be successful at working groups or becoming a member of the Chamber of Commerce, of the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in particular. I don't know what it takes to be a member or to be uh, successful with other chambers, but I will say this. If you want to be successful at this chamber, number one, promote events. In other words, invite people to events. Just adopt one. Just say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the guy that, that, that promotes you know, the, the, the breakfast or the lunch or whatever. That's number one. Number two, show up. Number three, when you show up, don't show up to sell show up to help other people, right? Uh, and you mentioned that earlier, Jonathan. I think it's a big deal that you don't like to be, and you're, you're purposely not as aggressive as you could be, because all of us could be aggressive as salespeople, you know, but, but you're not that way when you're around Chamber of Commerce folks. Uh, there's a philosophy behind that. What is that? Why, why aren't you your normal self, so to speak? Well, at the Chamber, uh, I don't, you know, like you said, we're there to help each other out. Mm-hmm. So if I'm there to help you, I'm not going to show up and treat you like the customers that I'm talking to over the phone or meeting in person when I'm at work. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I'm there to help out. I'm there to learn about other people's businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to learn about your business. I'm there to sell you what I do. Right. And the way I see it is I'm going to show up. Like you said, I'm going to come to the meetings and, and try to make everything I can. You're going to know what I do. I'm there if you need me. There you go. And, and that's the idea. Mm-hmm. That's where so many people make mistakes. They show up trying to sell their thing Nobody cares because people hate to be sold. They leave scratching their heads and spitting at the chamber saying it's a bad organization. And that's why when you join the chamber, the first thing we do is sit you down and say, okay, you're not here to sell. We're going to teach you that networking is not about sales. Networking is about helping other people, about finding ways to help other people. Your highest value, and I know you know this already, but the highest value you have is the people you know. Mm -hmm. Do you know what a Rolodex is? You're kind of too young for that. I'm not sure. What, I'm, what I'm a little young, Carlos. I'm kind of new school with that. <laughs> but I know what it is. I, I've seen, uh, you know, when I played sports, I had coaches that, you know, were older guys, and they had the role. Older guys. They would, okay. they, would, they would flip through it, 
and uh, it was funny to me. Okay, but, but now you use your, your your blueberry or whatever thing you whatever thing you carry around. It's actually. a smartphone, Carlos. Smartphone. You you use that yeah. as your contact list. Mm -hmm. So what matters most to people is not you, it's your contact list. Yeah. Right. So when you show up to help other people, the question in your mind should be, how can I help this lady? Who do I know that can help her? Mm -hmm. You know, with what she's doing. And if we all treat each other the same way in that forum, we'll be more successful because there's less pressure on you also to perform as a salesperson. It's more about you remembering somebody you know. I met with somebody yesterday, and we gave them 10 contacts. I said, okay, let's just go down the list of mem members. We have 250 members. The majority of, not the majority, but the, uh, 50%, a little bit more than 50% of our members are Hispanic, but the rest aren't. Mm -hmm. What do you think drives this? The majority of people that show up to our events probably 70% of the people that show up to our events up in this area are not Hispanic. Why do you think that is? If the majority of people tend to be, you know, Hispanic in our chamber, why do, why do folks that are not Hispanic show up the most? I think in American culture, it's mm -hmm. obviously, obviously different than the Hispanic culture. Um, just speaking from my personal experience, uh, in the Hispanic culture, it, it, it there's a big trust issue there. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, uh, uh, in the Hispanic culture, there's an expectation, and so when you get when you show up to something that's supposed to drive business towards you, right. if it's not driven towards you right away, it's almost like okay, well they wave the white flag and move on. You know, I've heard that before. That's why we have this whole video series going on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram, and all I'm doing is saying, guys, networking is not about you showing up and selling. What I've heard a lot from people, especially people who speak Spanish, I went to your thing, I talked to all these people, and nobody nobody bought my stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they're not gonna buy your stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I know, but I came back. I came back the next day or to another event, and nobody buys me. Mm -hmm. and, and and so their thought process is kind of backwards a little bit. I mean, you know, there's a lot of education that needs to be that needs to be had, and we really have to reach out. And that's part of our of our issue in, in the grand scheme of things. You know, even for voting and for stuff like that, we don't we don't behave based on the way these models are supposed to work. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? It's it's like we tell you, okay, networking is. Is ABC and we show up and we don't even want to do a. We don't, we don't want to do anything. We just want to show up and then you're supposed to buy. It's like they're looking for instant gratification. For sure. And, but and, in business, you can't do that. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I haven't been in business very long, but for me, I just it's common sense, and I think a lot of that is just my background in sports. It, mm -hmm. it's just, if you want to be good to, good at something, like you said, repetition. Right. You've got to. You're not going to get good at something unless you practice it over and over. And there's something else about that too. We were talking about this earlier. Somebody has to tell you when, when you're doing it right and when you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. And if you go to things, and, and this is where it gets really bad, where you, when you go to things as a Hispanic business owner and you show up to a chamber of commerce that's mostly not Hispanic, but they want you there because you look a certain way and, and you, know, you represent a certain something, and everybody's cheering you on even if you stink, mm -hmm. but you're not getting any results. So just it's, it's more of a social you know, it's a nice city that they're being nice to you. Mm -hmm. That just keeps you mediocre. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no growth there. Mm -hmm. I mean, none at all. So like, you know, the Monday meetings that you have at your office, mm -hmm. uh, there was one meeting where you asked me a question about what I'm looking for. And so it was a question I've never answered. So it was new to me. Mm -hmm. Of course, I gave you this long answer and you did your normal routine of shutting me up, well, which <laughs> I needed to shut. I needed to be quiet. And mm -hmm. you were, you were absolutely right. Uh, and but then you explained what what I needed to do, how I needed to explain it. I appreciated that. Some people get defensive. Some people mm -hmm. take it the wrong way. Some people may not come back and say that that was mean. Mm -hmm. But that helped me because well, after that, yeah, I was 
I was able to communicate what I'm looking for, what I need, and address it and mm-hmm. not bore people. You know, and that's the bigger thing, too, is that I really appreciated when people started telling me how much I, I was, what a poor job I was doing. I was getting results, but I wasn't effective. I wasn't as good as I could have been. When somebody started telling me, this is why you're screwing up, this is, why, this is what you need to watch, I changed. My whole, my whole results changed. Yeah. It, it doubled my, my I mean, virtually doubled my income, just knowing <clears throat> what I was doing wrong and fixing it. You know, That's where that stems from. Sometimes it doesn't come out as elegant as I'd like it to, but I got to tell you, I think more people appreciate understanding what's not right mm-hmm. than me telling them, you have a great business. I, I love that you sell you know, hair care products and you're so effective even though you're not effective. You know what I mean? Even though you're, you're going back to your car saying, I didn't sell a thing, I love you anyway. And that is another thing is we tell people in the chamber, look, if you want love or if you want somebody to appreciate you. Get a dog. Get a dog, especially one like <laughs> yours. I, I understand that you're a dog breeder type person. Yeah. And, and you like uh, a very special type of dog. I like American Staffordshire Terriers. When most people see my dogs and they, uh, it's a pit bull. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, technically they're American Staffordshire Terriers. Yeah, I love I love that breed. Uh, I'm not a breeder yet. Right now, I'm just kind of showing them. And uh, but I love the breed because I, for me, it's you know everyone kind of gets a dog, or at least I think they do, uh, gets a dog that you know is close to their personality. Sure. I'm a very athletic person. I'm very driven. I'm very active. I needed. I wanted a dog that can do things with me. So that's why I took on that breed. All right. So so there you go. Going back to the original the original. Uh, premise of this piece of the conversation just to understand when, when you do show up when you do show up it is necessary for you to have an intention mm-hmm. and the intention has to be to help other people not to eat not to drink not to hit on people your intention is to look for people you can help yeah and that'll make you valuable when we come back we're going to talk more about about your career in sales and we'll talk more about your muscles <laughs> so we'll be right back Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. And we're back. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection radio show. Broadcasting right here from the great city of Conroe, Texas. And I'm here with Jonathan de Avila. We're talking about all kinds of things related to showing up, uh, networking, and um, and uh, et cetera, sales. So it's great that it's great that you're here today. It, it's unusual, and we do have to thank your your people. My people. Well, you know the peeps that let you come out here because I know oh. that, that that you had to get permission. <laughs> yeah. And we want to respectfully say gracias to the señora. Thank you very and, much. And whomever else uh, said what the, what what are you doing on radio? You know, on Fourth of July. The bigger thing is that it's an opportunity. What people yeah. don't understand is that that 
today is a big is a big opportunity for you because not only and I can't explain the whole thing, but but you're everywhere right now, mm-hmm. you know. And people because the waves are so low, there's there's so much little noise out there. A lot more people will listen because mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's doing anything today, you know. So so for me, it, it's a big deal that whomever's on today can can be uh, can be featured and can be. Uh, exposed a lot more than anybody else. So anyway, that that's one big benefit to today. But also, you know, um, at the chamber, what we try to do is is make sure that people like yourself, who who tend to be on the younger end of of of, uh, of the business sort of demographic that we work with, uh, that we talk to you about how you're achieving your success and and the things that you're doing. I know that that maybe you might think, okay, I'm not as successful as I want to be, and that's very healthy to think that way. So you can continue to get better and you continue doing things. But there are some things that, that already a lot of members have taken note that said, okay, who is this guy? What, what, uh, what business does he run? How can I get involved with him? So, so there is a certain level of, of, uh, of people wanting to know a little bit more about you. So to that end, this part of the program is about Jonathan de Avila. So we're going to ask you some questions about you and maybe figure out a little bit more of this, this sort of this puzzle that is you. Okay. First, of course, uh, Thank you to to everyone that that that's out there listening to you because I know that a lot of your homies are listening. <laughs> I hope they don't embarrass embarrass me and make any comments. Well, you'll be on YouTube forever, so they can make comments oh, if they want later. They're gonna know? give me a hard time. But the bigger idea too is look, you know, bottom line is is um, what you you grew up in a part of town here in Houston that was I mean it's not you know the woodlands for sure. No, you know, and no. so there were some challenges growing up, and so so to 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 arrive where you are today, even though you're not at the li- at the point where you want to be, Mm-mm. is already an accomplishment. It is. It is. Um, you know, growing up where, you, where, where I grew up, uh, it's easy to uh, it's easy to give in to the temptation of all the negativity in the in the area and and and, and just kind of lose track of what you're really supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for a lot of successful people, where I'm at today is is nothing to brag about. But to a lot of people that I was surrounded by, uh, I, you know, in their eyes, I'm doing very well. Uh, and I'm, and I'm glad they see it that way. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely something I appreciate, but me being, um, the driven person that I am, right. I'm, you know, I'm not disappointed in where I'm at life today or where I'm in my career. Uh, but I definitely want more. So mm-hmm. I just want to keep growing because when, like I said, when you come from where I come from and you start realizing where you can go in life, why give up? Why, sure. well, why not keep climbing that uphill battle? You know, why not keep going higher and higher in the hill? You know, there's, there's always a higher mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. Don't climb it. Don't be scared of it. The bigger idea is, of course, you have to define, you have to define where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to understand your vision and what kind of things do you want to accomplish, et cetera, et cetera. So, so that those are the things that you think about when you're driving back in your giant truck. <laughs> black. Yeah. Big black truck. My big Chevy. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, it's not stereotypical or anything, but come on. Not at all. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were talking about that earlier also, that, um, I mean, we really love our culture. I mean, we love the, the things that, that we represent. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a more of a soccer guy, but on Friday nights, I watch, you know, Box Azteca, just like mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, and some of those, and I like watching on YouTube, there's some really cool, you know, how some of these guys came up. I think it's just amazing how, how for example, Julio Cesar Chavez or, or even, even Mike Tyson or... Some of these guys, you know, that when they're boxing, just how vicious and how incredibly just as powerful they are on the ring or in the yeah. ring, rather. Yeah. And then when they leave the ring, they, they're just a whole different person. Humble. You know, uh, if Mike would get a little bit aggressive, but it didn't matter. 
Yeah, he's a little different breed. For sure, but but still, let me just say, you know, when you're when you're uh, in your business and the things that you're doing, you know, um, you have to show up a certain way that is not so representative of where you came from. For instance, I grew up in East LA. Mm -hmm. If I showed up as Dr. Carlos from East LA, it'd be kind of a weird thing. Yeah. If I showed up too much or or too or too um, God, too expressive of my background, then it, it, I become so different than it becomes unattractive to people. Yeah. So have you have you had to make some shifts or some some adjustments? Because I know that there's people here right now listening to us who are in the middle of figuring out. Okay, I'm I'm Hispanic. Mm. I live in America. I want to be more successful. What do I need to do? Yeah, I mean, I've I've I still face those challenges today. Um, but it's it's definitely something you have to think about. A lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, I'm going to be who I want to be. Well, no one's telling you to change. Mm -hmm. No one's telling you to be who you really are. But if you want to be successful, mm -hmm. you have to adapt, you know, to the environment that you want to jump into. Sure. I grew up where everyone, it's cool to have a bald head, wear Jordans and, and, and just the baggiest clothes. I'm not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. However, you know, to this day, I still like to buy a pair, a good pair of Jordans. I like to you know, wear baseball caps. I like to listen to rap music. I mean, that's that's how I grew up. That's that's part of my makeup. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that I'm gonna dress like that everywhere I go? No, because that's not appropriate. And that that's to me, that's just common sense. Right. And, and what about other things? I mean, because I noticed that, and I'm not sure how you feel about this, but uh, there's also a real tendency sometimes to have tattoos, to to <clears throat> walk a certain way, yeah. and to behave a certain way. You're six three. I know you're six three because I'm six four. I'm taller. I'm the taller Mexican here. I'm bigger. Still, you're a big Mexican. All right. So whatever that is, <laughs> still, you, it, it makes you outstanding in a group, right? Yeah. But you don't you don't blend out by acting or being a certain way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, like like you don't have tattoos on your neck or your face or stuff like that, which you probably could have growing up. Mm -hmm. What made you decide not to do those things? Well, because uh, I mean, I mean, there's many ways to explain it, but I guess to make it simple. You know, growing up, you, you know, you see the reactions people get with tattoos. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, when I was a kid, I wanted tattoos. Sure. My father had a tattoo. You know, he had several. But he told me, uh, I, if I ever wanted a tattoo, I'm going to have to do that when I leave the home. But mm -hmm. as long as I live under his roof, I'm not going to get a tattoo. And he explained to me why. Basically, long story short, you're going to be perceived a certain way for having tattoos. Is that fair? No, it's not fair. But at the end of the day, everyone has to watch out for themselves. Sure. And sure. so when they see someone that's like that, they don't. You know, it's not that they're attacking you, mm -hmm. but they kind of base their judgment on the majority. You know, whereas right. the majority of people with tattoos normally tend to get into a little trouble. You know, I'm a big guy. I played sports, mm -hmm. uh, and every sport I ever played was an aggressive sport. I don't need a tattoo to prove I'm tough. Right. So, and that's the big thing. So, I mean, not the tattoos are bad. And, and in this day and age, I mean, there's a lot of people that have, you know, yeah. it, it's become a thing now where it's okay but nonetheless, I, I do know that if you have a neck tattoo or a facial tattoo, and you want to, you want to, you want to teach elementary school, or you want to be a, you know, something of an authority figure or something, it they, it just doesn't work. No, and, it, and if you're a Hispanic with tattoos, you know, people will right away assume hey, this guy, this guy must have been a cholo back in the something. Day. What is anyway? That that's a good question because we have a segment in our show called Ask a Chicano. Chicano, <laughs> you know, a Chicano yeah. is someone who. Who lives in Conroe, who's tend to, who tends to be an American but understands Hispanic culture, <clears throat> mm -hmm. but a lot of folks don't understand cholos and what what who cholos are and what they represent. I mean, right now I feel really, you know, when I see a cholo, I'm like, ah, oh, look, you know, cholo, all right, he's cool, whatever. 
when I was growing up, though, my environment was that those guys are, are soldiers, and they're either for or against to death uh, your, 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 your neighborhoods, right? So mm-hmm. these, these are guys that, that, that defend neighborhoods or defend their, their pride with such, with, with such you know, they, they don't care. Mm-mm. You know, they, they tend to be really, they, they can be really aggressive, so I don't want to offend any cholo friends of yours. But, <laughs> but tell people, what is, what is cholo? What is the word cholo? What is, what is that? What does it mean? Um, to me, it's not necessarily someone who's defending a neighborhood. To me, that's a gangster, you know. And in my opinion, a gangster is a terrorist because they don't care. They, they have don't no, care. they have no respect for the law mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and and consequences. And, and if you don't fear for your own life and the lives of others, to me, you're a terrorist. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what a, a gangster is. A cholo to me is just someone who has the appearance of a gangster or tries to come off as one. Or just kind of likes that gangster culture, you know, the rap right. music, the lowrider cars, and the bald heads, tattoos, and you know, the muscles and the dickies and stuff like that. It's an attitude, you know, it's an attitude. It, it's just to me, a cholo is just kind of a, it's kind of a style, so in my a, opinion. So a cholo might be a guy without a gun, hopefully. Oh yeah. And the other ones do have guns because yeah. those dudes don't. You're right. And those guys, you know, they're not even fashionable. They they don't care. And, they don't and, care. No. And bottom line is, we don't identify with those folks. We don't obviously want to offend anyone. Mm-mm. So let's move on. All right, so you're a cholo. You're not a cholo. Whatever. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> and you, but that's by design. It's the same thing. You make yeah. decisions, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think a lot of those decisions have come because of, of sports. Yeah. You know. So, so the discipline of playing sports. How did you get into sports? I and mean, what was the first sports you started playing when you were younger? Football was the sport that I started to play, and I was very, uh, huh? I, I, I was, I was very naive to football. When I first started playing, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, so the reason I started playing sports is because it, it was a platform for me that gave me confidence. So, but you didn't box. That's a lot of what Hispanics tend to do: box or soccer or, or just work, you know, the field. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, I mean, that's Not, normally what happens. But I guess I wanted to take a different route, mm-hmm, you know. Sure. And I grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly, you know, African American, predominantly. And plus, black. you're big, so I and, think yeah, that, that, that benefits you. So uh, growing up around, you know, African-American community, of course, uh, uh, most of the sports that are popular among that community is, you know, basketball, football, me being a taller guy. I some imagine. baseball. Yeah, some baseball. Although baseball, the, the number one name in baseball now is Rodriguez. <clears throat> yeah. Or yeah. Mendoza or some Spanish <laughs> name. Anyway, well, so yeah. you started you started with football, mm-hmm. and but you kept on all the way through high school and college. Yeah, I ended up playing through college. Uh, football, like I said, it, it gave me a lot of confidence. Uh Growing up, um, you know, it, it, I didn't have a lot of things to be mm-hmm. proud of, uh, especially, you know, you know, when you grew up in a rough neighborhood and, you know, some of the things that my family and I went through, there just wasn't a lot I was proud of as a kid. So sure. there was a lot of insecurities there. Mm-hmm. But then I started playing football, and it was one of those things where I kind of, I didn't know anything about it, mm-hmm. uh, but I knew I could be good at it because, and, and I really wanted to be good at it. And so, so you would recommend that to parents for sure? I definitely recommend sports. sports to parents. I really do. Um it's it's just one of those things that teaches you how to live life. Yeah, know? for sure. So, so, and then along came Liberty Mutual mm-hmm. Insurance. We'll we'll come back when we do. We're going to talk to you now about about Liberty Mutual. I'm sure you're going to throw in a few a few other comments about football, which of course we'll talk about. Yeah. So we're talking to Jonathan De Avila here in the Hispanic Timber Connection Radio Program, and we'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? 
Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. And we're back. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez, Hispanic Chamber Connection Radio Program, here with Jonathan de Avila. The Jonathan the Avila. He talked a little bit about his football career, about his sales career, his networking, but now he's going to talk to us a little bit more seriously about what he does to earn a living. He works with a very, very good insurance company. Yes. If somebody wants to call you for a quote, Jonathan, what number do they call? They can reach me on my cell phone. Yes. Uh, the phone number is 281-409-4080. Um, I like to be accessible to my customers and clients. So, What does that mean? They can text you at any time? They can call me. They can text me at any time. And you do answer the phone? I do. I don't I do. answer the phone. I can't. I mean, I wish I could. I have to answer the phone. Otherwise, they're going to you know, say I'm the worst person in the world and move on. Well, the, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Those, they, they say all kinds of stuff. You know, people yeah. just make assumptions and they say, you know, that you're not important to them even though you're in a meeting. Yeah. And I can... For me, it's text. And yeah. I tell people that all our chamber members know if they want to reach me, they have to text me first. Yeah. Because that way I can tell them I can talk or I can't <clears> talk. You know? And in general, if you can, if, when you do text me, it has to be very brief. Mm -hmm. If I can read it during a, a red light, then it's good. Well, you're on the road a lot. Uh, One I'm, place to another. Sometimes there's some days I'm on the roads. Most days I'm in the office, so mm. I can answer the phone. Um, it's just, you know. So the company is... is uh, Liberty Mutual. Mm -hmm. How long have you been working with those folks? So far, I've been there one year. So far? What does it mean so far? Uh, well, because I mean, I plan on being there longer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this then. For a living then, why don't you explain the company and what you do for them? Well, I work for, I'm a, I'm a sales rep for Liberty Mutual. I'm a bilingual sales rep for them. Uh, so I'm fluent in Spanish. Um, I... Basically, Liberty Mutual is a Fortune 100 insurance company that sells, that offers auto, home, and life insurance. Uh, they also offer other products such as annuities and umbrellas, you know, so a few retirement products. So let me ask you this then. What makes you special? About, what makes me special? Yeah. Uh, well, for one, I try to be very accessible to customers. You uh, just said you answer your phone. Yeah, I answer my phone. I, 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 where a lot of insurance agents rather use the desk phone. And you're working today, 4th of July. 4th of July. I actually had a few people send me some text messages and call me yesterday. And uh, so I was, you know, kind of tending to them. So that's one of the things uh, I think that separates me from a lot of insurance agents from other companies or even my company within my company. Um, another thing is I, I, you know, everyone says they care, but, you know, you got to show it. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I do is sometimes I, I, I tend to tell people some hard truths. Sometimes people don't actually have the right insurance, mm. you know, and so People have gotten so accustomed to shopping around for a dollar, sure. you know, for a dollar amount, and not actually shopping around for protection. So if somebody wants to reach you, Jonathan, where could they call again? They could reach me on my cell phone. Uh, phone number is 281-409-4080. They can call me or text me. And what about, okay, so text, same thing? Yeah. Okay. And um, Liberty Mutual? 
it's, a, it's pretty much a full coverage form of insurance. I mean, it has all the services an insurance agency has. Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, it actually provides a lot more. Uh, like I said, it's a Fortune 100 company, so been around for over 100 years, so we're, we're very financially strong. Okay. And we have many partnerships with many companies, car dealerships. Uh, you know, it's, it's, there's just a lot of benefits and incentives of being a Liberty Mutual customer. Very good. So another thing I wanted to ask you, and this is just a, a little segment that we do that I can put it on Facebook a lot, you know, so is, is shout outs. I mean, who did you want to say hello to? We, you never said hello to your mom. Is she listening? Yeah, my mom is probably listening. Uh, she's probably going to go on Facebook and comment something about me being handsome. Okay. My mom thinks of him, I'm a very good looking guy. Um, I'm sure you do too. No, no. See, <laughs> see, the thing is I have a brother and sister that are models. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm the... I'm the, quote the, unquote, the ugly duckling. Yeah, I'm the ugly duckling. Okay. I'm the athlete. They're the pretty boy. Oh, she's he's the pretty boy. And my sister's a pretty girl. And so your mom tries to sort of compensate for that. So mira el feito, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, but uh, she's proud of me because of my athletic background. So okay. I may not be the pretty one, but you know. Now, uh, what else? I mean, you know. Okay, so after after football, because mm-hmm. you did you play for LSU? No, I played for Nickel State University. It's a Division One AA school in Louisiana. Okay, so so that's just like you could see them from your backyard, then, so to speak. I mean, they you played in pretty much the same league where where what we see on television. Yes, yes. I mean, I actually had a few games on television, uh, ESPN and things like that. Mm-hmm. My mom didn't know how to work DVR, so <laughs> whenever I was on ESPN, she took pictures of the TV. Wow, yeah, I have to prove it. There you go. Yeah. Show the Tia, right? He was on television. They're like, oh, me cool. So but. so. When you left all that, though, how, how, how much of a shift did you have to make? I mean, were you able to sleep after that you know, easily, or did it take some time for you to adjust? It definitely takes time to adjust because you go from spending, what is it, four years in high school, five years in college, nine years, waking up early in the morning mm-hmm. to lift weights, going to class, you know, lunch, and you have meetings before practice, practice, and then you have meetings after practice, uh, which actually were after dinner. And sure. then you'd, I couldn't start studying until 9 o'clock at night. Wow. That was my lifestyle during football season. So it's from August to about December. Mm-hmm. And then the off season was very relaxed. So whenever I finished playing football, finished my college career, just not being an athlete anymore was very, very different. I mean, I spent my entire summers, all my summers, training, put mm-hmm. my body through so much, just, I mean, just a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, I go from spending every summer just getting bigger, stronger, faster to just, finding something to do right and so it was a big shift it was a big change for me and it was hard it was tough because mm-hmm. you know you kind of you kind of become accustomed to being an athlete and right now you, you don't do anything in athletics but mainly it's just your own thing i mean you, you work out you run with your dogs whatever yeah but, but you're not in any formal athletics right now no i'm no longer involved in anything athletic uh you know i was i was a high school teacher and football coach for six years before this so mm-hmm. that was i wasn't that was my career Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I'm working for Liberty Mutual, I'm no longer connected to any athletics. The only thing I do now is I just kind of work out on my own, and it's it, it's it's uh, it's something that I think actually helps me with my sure. career. Well, the, the mental clarity mm-hmm. that that exercise provides—I mean, just the fact alone that you can work your body and sweat—that is one of the most important things anybody can do. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I think working out is a metaphor to life. Mm-hmm. You're lifting heavy weights; things mm-hmm. are pushing you down. You got to push them back up. Mm-hmm. In life, that happens in your career, anything. You know, you're going to have obstacles and you've got to get through it. You know, sure. You fall, you got to get up. 
And if you do it to the tune of Snoop Dogg, then it's even better, right? When you do it to the tune of Snoop Dogg, it's even better. NWA, things like that. I've had some of my neighbors kind of look at me funny because I'm the darkest guy in my block. <laughs> that, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. But, you know, it's like I told, like I told, uh, you know, like I tell a lot of friends and family, it's like, man, you know, I need, I need music that's with somebody mad and yelling sure. and cursing because that's, you know, when I'm in there, you know, working out, I need something that's going to get me going. And so, so is that, I mean, that, maybe not the music, but how did you end up, because one of the things that we found that's outstanding about you before we asked you to be on the radio was that you actually have a philosophy for being number one, you know, for being the best. That is very unusual. It, especially if you in Hispanic males, it's even more unusual. I mean, you, you find it in other people, you know, mm-hmm. but but it's hard to find in our own culture, and and that's why you know if anybody asks why you're here on the Fourth of July, there's different reasons, but that's one of the bigger reasons that, is that no matter what anybody tells you, you are special because of how you think, you know, even if, if you do have sometimes you know a big head or whatever, you know, you're a little bit full of everything, but but that philosophy I think is very valuable because because a lot of chamber members wish they were the best, but they don't act like they're the best. Mm-hmm. So where did you get that from? I mean, is it your dad that drove it into you? Or? My dad and football coaches. Uh, my dad and, and, and the football coaches, you know, pretty much taught me the same thing. It's The thing with my dad is he, he, he was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he definitely prepared me for life. Mm. You know, you life's not easy. So if, if you want to be the best at something, you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. Someone's always going to be there to try to outdo you, sure. outperform you or just make you look not as, you know, just, I mean, someone's always going to be there to try to kind of take you out of yeah. position. So one of the things that my dad would always tell me is, you know, for example, one day in practice, I came home and there was a kid in front of me that they put in the lineup in front of me and I felt like I was better. But my dad told me, he's like, well, no, you're not. I told my dad, no, dad, I am. My mm-hmm. dad looked at me and said, why would any coach put a kid in front of you if you're better? The coaches want to win. Mm-hmm. there's something you're doing wrong. So right now you suck. There's something he's doing right and you're doing wrong. And if you're better than he is physically, but he's in front of you, then that makes you an even worse athlete because you're not seeing where you need to get better. Wow. And that was a hard thing to swallow sure. as a kid, especially as a kid. Yeah. But my dad told me, so stop crying about it. You know, you know, I wish that's a big deal because that is a, a, a true metaphor for life because one of the most important things that we tell people as a, as a requirement to be successful in anything is that you have to be responsible for your own results. You do. You're the one. It's not the chamber. It's not the, the you know, the other business owners. It's not, it, it's you. So when you show up, if you're not selling the way you want to sell, if you're not having the kind of life you want to have, there's something within you that you have to take, you know, you have to take care of. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has to do sometimes with even self-forgiveness and just, you know, deeper stuff. But nonetheless, it, it's that, that metaphor or that teaching that you learn at an early age. I think it's a good age to learn it. I do. It's hard to learn that when you're 40. Yeah. But sometimes the people reach those ages where the, where life still sucks and it's still not the way they want it, but it's and and it's still somebody else's fault. Yeah. You know. So so to teach that that that's a big deal. Now let's go back to to insurance. All right. So with Liberty Mutual, if I called you because because I want a better rate, is that necessarily the best time to call you when I'm shopping for dollars? No. Uh the thing is, like I said, a lot of insurance companies, not, you know, not, it's not just the people, but a lot of insurance companies have kind of trained customers to shop for a dollar because what's, you call an insurance company and what's the first thing they promote? Oh, we're going to save you this much money. Sure, the general. Now, yeah. Now I'm not saying you're not going to save money with Liberty Mutual. We've saved people lots of money, but what we try to basically preach to them is we're a company that prides ourselves in really protecting you, your assets 
And so we offer more than just auto home, mm. auto and home insurance. You know, we also offer life and some retirement projects. So if you call me and you're looking for a good rate, well, of course, I'm going to try to get you a, a good rate. Right. But the main thing I want to make sure is that when you walk away, you're going to feel good about what you purchased. Mm. You're going to feel good about the fact that you have a company protecting your assets and you and your family. Mm-hmm. That's going to save you money if something were to happen. Because the last thing we want is for people to have to come out of pocket for something a company, an insurance company, should have paid for. Sure. So, okay. Yeah, well, and so the best time to call you is when we're ready to make uh, a decision to go with the best company or better company. Yeah, yeah. give me, if you're, if, you know, you're shopping around for insurance, mm-hmm. definitely give me a call. Um, or if you just really want to protect your assets, if you're okay. somebody who cares about the things you've worked really hard for, let you me know, the company for and, you. And the company, the, the number is uh, 281-409-4080. And you can call Jonathan on his cell. I, I imagine you have a landline because you really stress the fact that it's your cell phone. I have a landline. Uh, the landline. Your blueberry. Well, that doesn't matter. The, this, this is a good phone. Don't, don't, don't confuse them. 281-409-4080. Cell phone. When we come back, we'll talk more about, about just your success, the things you're doing. And we'll talk more about Chamber Happenings in just a few moments. We'll be right back. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. So, so we're back. Uh, this is Dr. Carlos Santos, Hispanic Chamber Connection. Radio program for members only of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, also known as the Katy Hispanic Chamber, the Heights Hispanic Chamber, the Galleria Hispanic Chamber, and of course, who could forget the other Chamber of Commerce that's right down the street in Vintage Park. That's the Vintage Park Hispanic Chamber. You know, it's funny. The reason we even have some of these chambers, you know, it's, it's because people have rejected us. That we've got, we, we've received attitude from people. Why? So Carlos has said, you know, I'm just going to do it. Well, let me give you an example. One of our chambers, um, one of our friends uh, was looking for a restaurant for us to have a meeting in a group of women mm-hmm. who, who were meeting for lunch, right? So this is a social group of women who are volunteers to help other people. So there's supposed to be women who, you know, who have a good heart. And so our friend uh, asked the table of hers, where could the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce meet in this part of town? And one of the ladies said, you can't meet in any part of this town. We don't want you here. You, if you guys meet here, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a fight, blah, blah, blah. And so this friend of ours told me, and I said, perfect. We are putting an office there. We're going to meet there forever. And that's why we're in Vintage Park. I like that. So that was one. <laughs> that was one. Yeah. So we got attitude. We got all these problems. Look, I don't care. If they want to come, if they want to say anything to me, go ahead. I love it. I mean, I, I prefer that you be up front like that. So that, was, that wasn't the first one. The first one we got, the good one, was uh, the Houston Hispanic Chamber, mm-hmm. our, our big sister, big brother, whatever. When we have nothing to do with them. The mothership. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a different mothership, but, but nonetheless, look, what happened was, when we first started about a year, and a, a year and four months ago, we were called the North Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. After her lawyer, the, or the lawyers asked me to change the, our name, we, we created the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber. But they were actually trying to sue me for, for the name, mm-hmm. right? Because it was too confusing to people. Mm-hmm. I said, I'll call myself anything. I don't care. It's not even about the name. 
You know, it's about what you're doing for your members, about what you're doing for the community. So that was the first one that made us, you know, they got upset with us. So we, we went from one chamber to five because of the name. The third one was we had a meeting in a certain part of town and a few people from other chambers of commerce came to, to stare us down as though we're, you know, it's, it's like the thirties all over again. Like, you know, I'm going to have a meeting here every month. And I don't, I don't care what anybody tells What are they? Why would they even say things like that? You know, here's why, because they're entitled. Other chambers of commerce think that because they exist now automatically, because you're a business owner, you're supposed to join them, even though they don't give you anything. So, so what I made sure we do first is check my benefits, right? Make sure we have the best benefits out there and then invite everybody to join. So that's why our chamber is growing so quickly, but also that's why I, I, I know I have a responsibility, you know? Yeah. So once, once you know, when you, when you fight back or when you push back and you have attitude, you better have something to back it up yeah. because they'll come after you. Which like, so it follows a little bit of, of your philosophy. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Why is it that every time I see your father on Facebook, he's half naked near a swimming pool? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> my, dad, my dad lives in Mexico now. I mean, he, okay. he lived here and... Uh, he raised us here, and then now he's back in Mexico. He lives in Michoacan. Michoacan. So uh, there, there's there's a beach near there. Um, okay. When he was here in Houston, he couldn't really enjoy Galveston. He thought Galveston was disgusting. Really? So mm. now that he's over at Michoacan and the water's a little clear, yeah, yeah. He, he, you see him there all the time. So, so he just wants to rub it in my face. He wants to rub it in everyone's face. That, that's why. Yeah. So, so he takes pictures of himself with these very tight shorts that he wears. You know, they used to fit at one point, but, <laughs> but my dad used to be in pretty good shape. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's enjoying the food down there a little much. But that's a good thing, though, is if you can actually enjoy your freedom. Yeah. And if you can do that in Mexico, man, it's even better. Oh, yeah. You know? As long yeah. as as long as you can put up with whatever that needs to be put up with. You know, yeah. the, the problem with us, even myself, maybe yourself as well. If you move down to Mexico today, you'd have a real problem with the social system, mm-hmm. for instance, and the corruption. The pe- Some people are just just way, way off, you know. You know uh, to a point where they're not even, they're, they're not legal anymore, but they're, they're in power. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so those kinds of things, uh, for me, is what makes Mexico difficult to live in. But, yeah. Very difficult. I, I, could, I could take pictures like your father, sure. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, okay. That was just something, because I just saw him on, on Facebook, and I thought, wow, this is your dad? But, okay, but he's gone. He's got a, yeah, he's the he's a complete opposite of what he raised us to be. But okay. I think it has a lot to do, I think that's why he raised us in mm-hmm. such a strict manner. And, sure you know, wanted us to be perceived the right way. I, because, you know, the thing is, he, you know, he gave, my name is Jonathan. He named my brother Roger and my sister Angela. And so I remember I asked him one time, Dad, you gave us such gringo names. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you know, because my dad's name is Rogelio. Sure. So he said, he, you know, his name gave him issues when he tried to find jobs here in this country. Let me tell you something. I agree with that. When I was, a few years ago, I was going to rename myself to Chuck, Chuck Sanders. Or Doesn't Charles, fit you, Carlos. Charles Sanders. That's close. Like yeah. the colonel, you know, like the colonel. <laughs> and the reason is, and, and I, you know, this is just a fleeting thought I had at one point, but the reason I was thinking about that was because on, tel- on, on the telephone, mm-hmm. I'm Carlos Sanchez, and in a person's mind, I'm a certain way, a certain person on the telephone. Yeah. Because they can't see me. Well, when I first read your name, I thought you were as dark as me. Something, you know? Yeah. Then they see me like, oh, what is this guy? He, I, he thinks he's like a gringo. He looks a certain way. You know, uh, you have found that to be true, that, that the way you, you, you look actually makes a difference. It does. It does. Yeah, people do perceive you a certain way. So being tall, being a giant Mexican, mm-hmm. has that helped you? What has that done for you? Uh, I mean, it, yeah, I think it helps. First of all, if you want attention, you're definitely going to get it if you're a big guy. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it is um, 
someone like myself, I mean, I've put myself in a situation where I, you know, I'm an ex collegiate athlete and, and now I'm in sales. So I'm going to stand out when I walk into a room. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it, if I'm going to stand out, I want to make sure I stand out in the right way. Mm -hmm. So I try to carry myself in a positive way and a confident way. Um, you know, and I try not to be too intimidating. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's move on with that piece because <laughs> you said something else I thought was interesting during the break. You're not a beer guy. No, I'm a cocktail guy. So you drink the Hennessy and the Cuvassier. And <laughs> you're all fruity, fruity. What is this? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, well, look, my favorite drink is a mojito. So, you know, that's a Cuban drink. Okay. That's, a, that's a delicious drink. Uh, but, yeah, I grew up a cocktail guy. So you're going to go home right now and drink, like, some whiskey? You know, it's 4th of July. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, the, so the drink I'm going to have today, it's called a whiskey sling. Whiskey sling. Yeah. Okay. So like well, let's go back to your sales thing then before we, because we have a couple more minutes left. The kind of the kind of insurance you provide is a high high value for sure. Definitely. And if anyone is out there considering getting the best insurance possible, then it's necessary that they give you a buzz so you can give them maybe a quote. You can talk to them. Yeah, I, I highly recommend they reach out to me. Uh, like to I your said, telephone. To my you know reach out to my cell phone. I tell people all the time if you're looking for cheap insurance, don't call me. And if they do call me, I tell them, hey, you know, you need to call some of these smaller companies. Like Fred Lawyer or one of those. Well, you know, I don't want to, I can't, I'm not allowed <laughs> to say any names. I'll say them. Yeah, but yeah, so I just kind of tell people, go to, you know, call the smaller companies because we're, I'm here to actually protect you. Sure. So, you know. So the number is 281-409-4080. 4080, yeah. And if somebody wanted to contact you via email, what would they do? Uh, they would just reach, or they could email me at my first and last name is Jonathan.DeAvila. Uh, at LibertyMutual.com. Jonathan.Avila. De Avila. De Avila. Okay. All together. Well, Jonathan, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on the show today. We learned a lot about you and about your, your program and about the things you're doing and about your background. We didn't have too much of a chance to talk about your muscles because it's radio. <laughs> so we really can't show any of that. But, but look, you know, you're going to be on YouTube for a long time. Okay. Uh, the folks on Facebook are going to be able to see you and, and, uh, and uh, be able to criticize you, of course, and they'll send you, I'm sure, their messages. But again, thank you for, for your time. Thank you for driving out. I know it's 4th of July. You could have been with your family. You can go back now and maybe go poolside and, and just hang out and, and enjoy the weather and enjoy the, the holiday. So thank you again. Hopefully we'll see you at one of our events this Thursday, lunch, I'll or Friday, Friday at Katie. Yeah. And uh, next week we have Angie Smith. Angie Smith was, is with A New Life, A New Life Diet. Maybe you've heard of it. And if you haven't, tune in next, next uh, Tuesday. This is Dr. Carlos Sanchez. With the Hispanic Timber Connection. Thank you again, Jonathan. Pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll see you guys again next week. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.